We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! KD with a spin. Back it in on a double team. And the pass intercepted by Io. On the runway with the two-handed slam dunk. Oh, baby, what a play by Io Dosumu. And the Bulls timeout nets. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Offside Sports Bar and Grill, 680 South Eastwood Drive in Woodstock with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. Talking to Mark Shanowski in just a second about Bulls basketball. Uh, Before we do that, man, got to shout out everybody that's here at Offside Sports Bar and Grill. And Woodstock, I see people drinking some Miller Lights, doing their thing. We're doing the drawing for Bears tickets at 9 o'clock, so that's happening in just a little bit. Love you, love your town. If you guys yes. are nearby. Yeah. I got to send a special shout-out to Gus and Maria, the owners of Offsides. It's Maria's birthday today. Happy birthday. Everybody. Happy gotta, birthday, Maria. Right, got another. I uh, got to say what's up to the staff here, Beth, Carol, Aaron, Kat, Juan, Christian, and Gavin. They're doing a fantastic job making sure everything's taken care of today. Uh, so, again, if you're nearby Woodstock... Come on out to Offsides. Hang out with us. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. All right. Uh, now joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is the host of Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast with Stacey King. You can check it out on the Odyssey app. Uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Yeah, i tell you what, guys, I'm drinking Miller Lite in support of you. I saw your post on Twitter, Gabe. Uh, how long did it take for you to get up to Woodstock? It, it, was, it was an hour and 43 minutes from my house in Chicago. It was brutal. But Just I a smooth to, drive, right? Yeah, all I did was listen to Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast on the way here. <laughs> That's, they set me up for everything. Uh, Mark, yeah, let's, talk about the, let's talk about this game yesterday. Were you as shocked as Mark Grody and I were that the Bulls pulled this one off? Yeah, I mean, the Nets came in with a 12-game winning streak. They were playing just fantastic basketball. During that winning streak, they were shooting 56% from the field. They were scoring 124 points a game. And you had to think coming into Chicago that they were going to be a huge favorite in that game. But, you know, the Bulls' record this year has been kind of hard to figure out. They're 8-1 and one against some of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, and they've struggled against sub-500 teams. So it's been a kind of a upside down season for the Bulls and you know it didn't really shock me that they played well 
But after they blew that 21-point lead against the Cavs on Monday, you were wondering, could they close? Is any lead big enough? Unfortunately, their defense kind of locked in in the fourth quarter. Uh, Io DeSumo made some big plays with steals and some fast-break layups and dunks, and they were able to win the game fairly comfortably, which was great. The Bulls had really good basics last night in the game. The, The ball movement was really good. The defense was really good last night you know getting back to fundamentals do you think that's not by coincidence that billy donovan has kind of stressed those things like let's get back to the basics and maybe we'll win some games well in recent weeks the giving up offensive rebounds has been a big problem for the bulls too many second chance opportunities which have really hurt them and most of the games have been competitive but they lose them at the end because they're giving up second chance shots to the opponents they did a much better job with that. I think they limited the uh, Nets to only five offensive rebounds, and, and that was a big factor in the game. Brooklyn likes to go small at times, so maybe it wasn't as much a factor as a team like Cleveland who plays a couple of big guys up front. But I think that Billy was really stressing, we've got to protect the defensive board, we can't give up second-chance opportunities, and we have to cut down our turnovers so we can't let the Nets get easy baskets in the open court. Uh, Durant had 44, Kyrie had 25, so those guys did their part, but they completely shut down the support players who have been doing a good job for Brooklyn during their winning streak. And a lot of times that's the key in the NBA. Just about every team in the league has one or two high-scoring players. If you can let them have theirs but limit the uh, other guys, uh, more often than not you're going to win the game. We're talking to Mark Janowski from ABC7 and host of Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast right here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Offside Sports Bar and Grill in Woodstock. Mark, you mentioned the Bulls and just, you know, their record against some of the top teams in, in the Eastern Conference. Why do you think that is? I mean, is it because of the players that they have? Like, where Zach and DeMar want to play against this, this good competition? Or do you think it's some of the top teams taking the Bulls lightly? I think it's a combination of both of those factors, but I think it's mostly because the Bulls have a number of veteran players. They have three guys who've been to all-star teams in the past, it's not like the Bulls have a weak roster. It's just they lose focus at times. They have long stretches uh, where they have difficulty scoring or they get outscored b- badly by the opposition because they're not focusing on the defensive glass. So I think really it's just a, a question of them being able to focus for 48 minutes. And against the bad teams, they generally will have a stretch where they, they just kind of fall asleep and the young team will use their athleticism to go on a big run against the Bulls. I think when they play the Nets or the Bucks or the Celtics, they know that if they don't focus for – the majority of the 48 minutes, they're not going to have a chance to win. It's, it's been very puzzling. I'm sure the front office and the coaching staff talks about it all the time. Why can't we play like this every night? And until they can get to that point, they're going to be where they're at. Right now they're 10th in the East at 17 and 21, but they're only three and a half games behind the Knicks for that final non-playing spot, the number six spot in the East. So, you know, we've got more than a half a season of basketball to go. There's no reason if the Bulls can, can get some good health that they can't make a run uh, during the second half of the season. No doubt. We'd love to see that. I mean, kind of a reverse of last year where they ran away with the first half and then just steadily declined until they were dead against uh, Milwaukee in the postseason. But, Mark, Ayo Sumo has started to play better. He, he was really good last night in the fourth quarter. Had, hit a three, had a dunk, had a layup. That was all just in, in the fourth quarter of play. Why is he looking better recently? I think it's really just a matter of him getting his confidence back. He began the year in the starting lineup and was playing really well. Then he had a little bit of a stretch where 
he was struggling with his outside shot, and he seemed almost reluctant to shoot when he had some open jumpers that were presented to him. And then Billy changed the starting lineup. He put Alex Caruso in there, and, and I think that Io kind of lost his minutes, and I think that in the same point he lost a little bit of his confidence. Now because of injuries, he's back in the starting lineup, and he's doing a really good job. I'm a big Io fan. I think the things that the intangibles that he brings, his ability to really lock in on man-to-man defense and get some steals and baskets in transition, he gives you some of what Lonzo Ball was giving you. Uh, of course, Lonzo's been out since last January, but uh, you know I think with Io, he's not the shooter from three-point range that Lonzo Ball is, but he gives you a, a lot of the other things. And I think that you know I, it's important for him to keep that spot in the rotation. And I think that's something that. Billy Donovan has to has to be careful with what kind of lineups he uses in terms of making sure he has a glue guy like Io out there who can make those kind of winning plays because you know Kobe White is a streaky shooter off the bench. Uh, Goran Dragic at this point in his career, you don't know what you're going to get from him to, from night to night. But I think Io has shown that he's going to be solid on the defensive end, and when he's making his shots, he can really be a big contributor to what the Bulls are trying to do. There were some moments last year where I I probably was falling into a trap and thinking, man, Iowa was so good for so many games. They're like, is this guy, is he going to be a star? Was he that underappreciated in the draft? And you said that you're a fan of Iowa. What do you think his ceiling is in the NBA? Well, there's no question he can be a quality starter on a good team. He does bring those intangibles. I mean, you look around the league, some of the top teams, you look at the uh, Marcus Smart from the Celtics or a Drew Holiday from the Bucks. guys that may not be elite scorers, but they do so many little things to help their teams win. You know, they'll fight for a loose ball. They'll go in and grab a defensive rebound. They're not afraid to pick up a guy 94 feet and really pressure defensively. You need guys like that on your team. The, the question for the Bulls going forward is going to be how do they supplement the stars in the roster. You know, yesterday's game, we saw that Patrick Williams had his best game of the season, scoring 22 points. Io chipped in 17, and that really helped make up for the fact that Zach Levine had a bad shooting night and only scored 13 points. When you get those kind of performances from your sub, you know, supplemental players, that's when you're, you're going to have a consistent winner, and that's what the Bulls really need more of. They've been basically counting on DeRozan and Zach and, to a lesser extent, Vucevic to provide most of the scoring and those guys aren't providing that, those big numbers, generally those are the games that they lose. Talking to Mark Shinovsky here on 670, the score. Mark, you know, speaking of you know, guys that are performing on the bench, you mentioned Kobe White. A guy that I really like is Derrick Jones Jr. I mean, it's not just because of his intensity, but he just... The dunks. It's, it's the dunks. I mean, the dunks is always is good. Alley-oops are always great. <laughs> but when you're looking at him, a guy that, you know, last year you had Troy Brown Jr., you had some guys are there. I mean, obviously he stuck for a reason. W- what are some of the attributes you think that Derrick Jones Jr. has that, that really makes him valuable to this team? Well, he's also a good defender. He's only 6'5 or 6'6", but he's got extremely long arms. He's able to go up and get rebounds at both ends of the court. He's a great target on those alley-oop passes, as you mentioned, and he can, he can really run the floor to get some dunks in transition. But right now I think that Donovan looks at it as Derek Jones and Javante Green kind of bring you the same things when they're on the court. Javante Green is out with an injury right now. They're a little bit concerned. He's been having a, a tough time bouncing back from sore knee, and they're, uh, they're kind of, they're kind of uh, having the medical staff reevaluate where he is right now. So with Javante Green out, that opens the door for Derek Jones to get some consistent minutes. But when you look at their rotation – when everybody's healthy, Derek Jones is the 11th guy in a in a nine or ten man rotation, and he's he's got a lot of uh, DNP CDs, which means the coach decided that he just uh, isn't part of their regular rotation. 
We talk a lot about Zach Levine, uh, Gabe and I have, and his role and where he fits in at the end of games, and we know that it has been DeMar DeRozan, it seems like without a doubt, to be the guy to take those last-second shots, and it probably should be. But Billy Donovan was saying today that Levine has been an option on several last-second plays that, that have gone to DeRozan. Does, does Levine eventually need to... Get, be allowed to shoot one of those just to kind of feel his own prowess a little bit, like give him a little something? Well, star players in the NBA are extremely prideful, and if they feel like they're not getting their proper due from the coaching staff or the opposition, they're going to make their feelings known. And one of our good friends, uh, Casey Johnson, who's the dean of the Bulls Beat Reporters, that's an angle he's been pursuing the last couple of weeks, especially after – some tough losses where DeMar was not able to convert late in games. So, you know, kind of going up to Zach and say, hey, what do you feel about not getting the shot late? And, you know, Zach is not going to mince his words. You know, he feels like he is a max player. He's a two-time All-Star, and he should be getting his chances to maybe take a shot with a game on the line and, and hopefully uh, hit a basket to give the Bulls a victory. And, and 90% of the time, those players are going to go to DeRozan with, uh, with Zach as a second or third option. And I think that's kind of stung him a little bit because he's heard the criticism, you know, fans saying that he's not a max player and why did the Bulls make a five-year commitment to a guy who's had a history of knee problems. He's heard all the talk and, you know, people have have lionized DeMar DeRozan for his fourth quarter accomplishments and he's been great since coming to the Bulls. It only makes sense that Billy would go to him first, but sometimes – you know, you can you can uh, going back to the Hoosiers movie. You can you can try the old picket fence and see if the other team is watching the paint dry. And maybe get somebody on the weak side. And I think that you know, if you if you're just going to run ISO play for Demar, it's pretty easy to defend. You know, in the game against Cleveland at at the United Center on New Year's Eve, everybody in the arena knew that Demar was going to get the ball, and he ended up taking a very difficult shot. You know, the last two minute report the next day showed that he did get fouled, but that's that's a whole different storyline. I think I think Zach just wants to be recognized for what he can bring as an isolation scorer, and I think he wants to get his crack at some of those last-second opportunities. It really is weird. You mentioned like he hears what people are saying, and you know he's not a max player. It, there is this feeling out there that Bulls fans have given up on Zach Levine. Stop I'm not, it! No, no, I'm not saying like not be on your team, but given up on him as an absolute no doubt about it number one option on, on your team, like thus the superstar on a team. It doesn't feel like he that like fans think of him that you, you, mean, you like, do. You mean like you championship do. caliber? No, I'm talking about team, like I'm talking about. About your, like, your, this is gonna sound weird. Your rank and file superstar. He didn't have that. Like, you think he, he does not get that kind of respect from the Bulls fan base? There seems to be a lot of skepticism surrounding Zach you. Levine. You I know think, what I mean? Like, I, I like think he, it, I think he proved it. You know, before Vooch got here in March 2021, he proved that he can carry a team with the victories that he was able to to, to muster up. Obviously, his role has to change. And he has to figure out how to fit. You know, within with some other superstars that are there. But I, he's the second fiddle, man. I'm defending him. You're right. I'm defending him. No, and that's okay. No, no, yeah, you're right. No, no, no. I, I just didn't realize what I was doing. I'm just <laughs> no, like, you know what? I'm just defending him. Oh, dude, him. we have a guest here. Remember? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mark, Mark well, you know what? Uh, jump in, Mark. Jump this, in. This yeah, actually leads me. If you took a poll of Bulls fans, I, I think the majority of them would say, which player would you like to build this team around? They'd say DeMar DeRozan, even though he's six years older than Zach Levine. And Zach is locked up for the next five years. I think most fans would say, let's extend DeMar and pursue a trade for Zach to get back some of those draft picks and maybe get some pieces that would fit better on the roster. I, I, I hear you. 
I don't know if fans would go for that either because they're on to DeMar DeRozan too in terms of age. And, well, not just age, but the fact that he doesn't make threes. And, and I, I get yeah. it. He's found a pretty good way to be a superstar in this league too, but he doesn't like check the boxes of the modern NBA. But I think know? what we're all agree- in agreement on is that the, the, the fan base is split. No matter what the argument is, it's whether Zach's the star, whether yeah. DeMar's the star. It's just they're split nonetheless. And it actually... Mark, it leads me to my next question. I mean, you've covered the NBA for decades, and some people love the concept of the quote-unquote big three, right? I mean, you've seen success in previous years with, with a one-two punch as well, like a Jordan and Pippen, a Shaq and Kobe. So in, in Mark Shinovsky's perfect world, does a team operate better with a one-two punch or with a big three? I think, I think the one-two punch works better. I think it's difficult to get enough shot attempts in a half-court set to make three primary scorers happy and the problem when DeMar DeRozan as you recall when that trade was first made uh, a summer ago people were saying that DeMar and Zach Styles wouldn't mesh because they both like to attack the basket they're both effective in the mid-range and would there be enough shot opportunities to keep them both happy and efficient in a half-court offense and I think we didn't see it last year especially during the first half where they were number one in the Eastern Conference they were coexisting perfectly and they were complimenting each other and everybody was happy and and all was great. But now this year, you know, the, uh, Zach, of course, got off to a little bit of a slow start because he had the offseason knee surgery. He was missing uh, second legs of back-to-backs, and was, they, were, they were holding down his minutes. So naturally, uh, DeMar was going to take the ball and run with it, literally, you know, in terms of trying to be the primary scorer. Now Zach feels 100% healthy again, and, and he wants to, to be the uh, equal co-star in this offense and, and that's very difficult to do in in any nba system if you've got two guys who consider themselves primary scorers from night to night one of the guys is going to feel like hey maybe i didn't get enough looks didn't get enough touches in the half court offense and zach as, as a max player i think is feeling like maybe he's a little bit undervalued in this offense and i think as we get closer to that february 9th trade deadline if the bulls don't go on a significant winning streak in the coming weeks you're going to hear all kinds of rumors involving one or the other in potential trades because there are teams that feel like they might be one player away from winning a championship. If you look at the standings in either conference, they're completely bunched up. Nobody's really separated themselves from the field. Uh, Boston got off to a great start, but they've kind of come back a little bit. Milwaukee struggled lately. Brooklyn's been hot, but we never know when Kyrie Irving is is going to have his his latest uh, drama-filled episode. So I think in both the East and West, teams are thinking if we could get a guy like DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine to plug into our system and be another primary scorer in our offense, maybe we could be the team that gets to the finals or potentially wins it all. So Bulls fans should brace themselves for a ton of trade rumors over the next six weeks. It's going to be fascinating to see what our tourist Karnischewicz is going to do because their policy has been not to make themselves available to the media. So we have no idea what their look at the, the current roster is and what they're thinking big picture. Yeah, and they they play the Bulls are at Philadelphia tomorrow. That team is twenty three and fourteen, and the Bulls still have never beaten Joel Embiid. Well, he's not playing tomorrow, so he's not yeah, playing he tomorrow. tomorrow so, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's Woo! great for the Bulls. Yeah, another day. <laughs> and that sucks because I figured they would play, that that would be just like the Bulls. They would beat Philadelphia yeah. with Embiid, uh, uh, and they'd in, be in what eighteen and twenty one. <laughs> And somewhere in 10th place, and we'd be like, should they trade somebody still? I don't know. But I guess that well, gives them a, a slightly better chance to win tomorrow. Yeah, and the, and the Bulls, have, as we mentioned, have done really well against the elite teams in the league. So, 
you know, if, if you go by that, maybe they win in Philly and they come back home and play Utah on Saturday and stumble in that game. I mean, it's just so hard to forecast what they're going to do from night to night. And uh, uh, I want to give a little bit of a plug for myself. I'll be uh, calling the play-by-play Saturday because Adam Amin is off on an NFL assignment. So oh, dude, I, I, I was so hoping. I, I was do a so number hoping, of games this year. It's been great. Yeah, I was so hoping for you to get to call that. DeMar, you were calling the game with DeMar yeah, DeRozan. New Year's Eve, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you got to give it. And, and you, you did a really good job, man. I mean, just to like be planted in there, really good stuff, Mark, on the play-by-play. I'm glad you brought that up because I've been meaning to tell you that. Well, I appreciate that, Groats. And I tell you, during that timeout before the last shot, I'm thinking, all right, Sports Center, here we come. You have to make sure you get the call right. Don't mess That's it up. Right. And, and, of the, course, the, the shot right went off the back iron. No good, you know. Ready to go. That's funny. I was thinking that for you. I'm like, oh, this is a this cool moment awesome. for Mark yeah. Hey, no, hey yeah. Mark, uh, before we let you go, did, uh, did you guys get a chance to film a, an episode today? Yeah, we, uh, we did an interview with our old buddy Nick Friedel. I know he uh, works for the competition, but he's a, he's a great basketball guy. Covered the Bulls for a lot of years. Uh, during the Gar Pax era, and he, he uh, incurred the wrath of Gar Pax many times along the way yeah. with some of his criticisms of their performance in the front office. But Nick uh, travels around the country covering the Brooklyn Nets, so we had him on to talk about their hot streak and what his take is on the Bulls right now. So some really good conversation, and we had a lot of fun on the show. Uh, our our third guy, uh, Tim Kelly, was uh, celebrating his 30-year anniversary, so we gave him a rough ride on the show. So if anybody gets a chance to listen, I'm sure they'll get some laughs along the way. Download the Odyssey app. Check out Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. Mark Shanowski, Stacey King. Mark, appreciate you giving us some of your time. Gabe and Mark, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, safe travels back to the city, and uh, anytime you need me, just give me a holler. Mike, Mark, we might end up getting a hotel, so you never know. We might not get back to the city till, t- till well, Friday. Well, if you drink too much Miller Light, that might be the best course of action <laughs> ah, anyway. There, there. That's right. Mark, thanks for <laughs> hanging with us. Mark Shanowski, of course, from ABC7 and host of Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. All right, it's Gabe and Grody. Uh, we are here offside Sports Bar and Grill for the Miller Light Top Draft Show. Uh, guys, you think I'm joking? We're live on the radio. I will sit here and just let the 30 seconds of cheers Roll, do they think I'm playing? I'm dead serious. You guys sound great. No, really. Yeah, that yeah. Is, it's 8.20 that, on a Thursday. Yeah. I'll just let the cheers. I, 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 I have two things for you after this break. I got Thank you. Oh, thank you, my friend. Thank you. We have come, we found the Billy Donovan tape talking okay. about the, who takes the last shot. Okay. And I have a, a cut from Hallis Hall today that if you're a Bears fan, and I think you are, Gabe Ramirez, and I think we got some Bears fans out here Bears. as well. Bears. If you hear this cut... I think you will be pumping your fist in elation and happiness. All right. What's okay. the audio that's going to give you goosebumps? We'll I find so. out on the other side. It's Gabe and Grody at Offside Sports Bar and Grill for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 yeah. Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Offside Sports Bar and Grill, 680 South Eastwood Drive in Woodstock with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. Bittersweet night tonight, guys. Bitter because this is our last Miller Lite Top Draft Show of the year. Sweet because we're still here. Was it is it all or is it boo? Huh? Is it all? Like this is our last oh, one. Oh, well, okay, I'll give it an all. Or is yeah. it like a boo? Boo's a little bit rough. Yeah. yeah. This is not a boo situation. <laughs> so sweet My though, because yeah. we're here at Offside Sports Bar and Grill. Aww. And I gotta <laughs> I gotta say this. The sweet chili wings, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Go well with some other like. Okay, I am staring down on the burger, man. That's the first thing I opened the menu and there's a big picture of this right here. It's a big juicy Gee, Rich, had, Rich had the burger. Rich, what do you think of it? French fries next to Good it. burger. That's Anybody, else? Anybody yeah. else had a burger out there? Yeah. Okay. Brandon had the burger. Where's my cheeseburger people at, yo? <laughs> they don't get the joke. <laughs> Mark already don't say yo like that too often. <laughs> um, but we are here. Uh, Miller, Lite, Miller Lite is flowing. Uh, again, the Miller Lite Top Draft Show here at Offsides. We'll be here till 10 o'clock hanging out, giving away some Bears tickets and such. Uh, we were talking to Mark Shinowski on the other side about the Bulls' victory, 117-110 versus the Nets. And then you were talking about Billy Donovan and some brand-new audio that came out today. Uh, yeah, and it, it kind of goes along with the conversation that you have, I have had many times recently about Zach Levine and when does he get a chance to take a last-second shot. So let's listen to Billy Donovan here on the score. Listen, I totally trust Zach, and I have no problem with Zach with the ball in his hands. I have no problem with Zach shooting the ball at the end of games at all. Um, but I also, you know, I think everybody here would totally agree with what DeMar has done at the end of the game. has been pretty powerful. So if we just went to Zach all the time, right, you'd be asking me, you got one of the greatest closers. Why is DeMar not an option? So you got to somehow incorporate both of them. And then the inbounders got to really recognize how is the floor being guarded? What is the inbound play? Are they switching? Are they not switching? Because sometimes from side of the bounce, side of the bounce, they'll do different stuff. We do. You know what I mean? We'll do different stuff. We'll say, hey, listen, before the ball comes in bounds, we're switching all the action. And then we'll say, hey, listen, we're not switching until after the ball comes in bounds. So, you know, again, you have to incorporate those two guys and, and, and we'll try to do as best we can. You know, again, you know, we got DeMar in the Washington game. He got fouled. There was no call. The Cleveland game. There was, there was no call. He got fouled in a New York game on an end one that Zach was. I do think the Milwaukee game, we could have executed better in that situation. You know, um, and the, the other option was I think we, we, Zach could have, could, have, could have gotten a shot in those situations. You know, so again, I, I, I have no problem. It's not like, hey, DeMar's getting the ball every single time. This is what we're doing. No, that's not the case at all. You know, it's, 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 we've got to do a better job reading how we're being guarded as well. 
really just just one more on this, and not to beat a dead horse, but because um, they're they're both elite scores and they're they're both involved, obviously, in actions. But how much, from your perspective, does Demar's ability to get to the line at a higher rate than Zach, and also turn it over at a lower rate than Zach, play into your decision making? Yeah, I mean, I think all those things come you know come involved. You, you try to get Demar to areas of the floor where he can create, where you know he can create what you just mentioned, you know, and then there's other times where for a guy like Zach, you're trying to get him in space where he can catch the ball and use his elite speed and ability to shoot the basketball and, and generate jump shots. So um, I do think Zach's got the ability to get fouled as well. Um, DeMar is very, very good in tight spaces. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, when, when you have a limited amount of time on the clock, it, it presents different challenges, you know, in those situations. Um, the unfortunate part, I think, in the Cleveland game was, you know, DeMar popped out, probably could have got a better shot off. I think him slipping up top probably caused a little bit of, 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 of a problem for him. Um, but it's, it's listen, I, I trust both those guys at the end of the game. I do, you know, and they're different, right? To your point, DeMar does do what he does. And Zach does what he does. I think both guys do both things at an, at an elite rate. You know, so I'm not in these situations going to the timeout and saying, listen, we're throwing the ball to DeMar. DeMar, you're shooting the ball. That's because you can't do that because you don't know how you're going to be guarded. You want to create some movement where both those guys are involved and then let them do what they do well. I like, how, I like the tone of Billy Donovan in that statement. He really is saying the right things, right? Both of my guys can score. Both of my guys can get to the line. You know, it's about execution. You know, I, I do want to get Zach the ball or, you know, I, I want to have multiple options within a sp- specific play. So I get it, but you, you got you to gotta show it. You got to give Zach the ball and let him do his thing. And, and I said it yesterday, Groats, when we were talking about the Bulls, if there are 10 seconds or less in the game, you give the ball to Zach Levine because he can create his own shot. And more importantly, he can hit the long three better than DeMar DeRozan can. And that's what you were talking about. DeMar doesn't necessarily shoot the three well. Over, to, over 10 seconds, you give it to DeMar. You saw it so many times yesterday against Kevin Durant. Seven-footer where he's still taking him off the dribble and pulling up from the, from the free throw line. But you're able to do that when you have so much time on the shot clock. And I think that, to me, is the biggest difference with the two. What were your takeaways from Billy Donovan's uh, statement there? I needed to hear that. It, it, for me, it was good to hear. And I may, maybe it sounds to me like you don't necessarily believe him, I guess, until you see it. But I needed to hear from Billy Donovan, and he's being pretty transparent there, I thought, it, that, that, yes, it is a real possibility that Zach Levine could have gotten some of those last-second shots and right. that he said he trusts both of them equally to take the last shot. I mean, he did everything but say, I'm not stopping Zach Levine from being the guy who takes the shot at the end of the game. So I will be very surprised if we don't eventually see that. And and maybe maybe he'll force the issue. Now that that he's being questioned about that, and now that it's open, like that was important that Casey Johnson was asking those questions, at least to me it was, because now he knows it's out there. Now he knows, and who knows where it came from. Maybe that came from Zach Levine, you know, complaining in, through back channels and things like that. Now it's out there, so I bet we will see it soon. And, and if we don't, th- then, then shame on Billy Donovan for kind of saying that that possibility actually existed when it, when it didn't. But we'll see. Yeah, and, and I think that that's important right there. No, 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 no. The, the couple that just – I want to talk to them right there. What's going there. on, man? Because I think this is important. I think the, the, the guys that have been – the, the, the guys that have been uh, bringing up their girlfriends up here to sign up, this is great. This is, these are my favorite. Okay. We're giving okay. away Bears yeah. tickets. We're giving away a Bears doing. experience up yeah. here. 
Um, so I've seen two couples come up recently, and I want to know what's going on here. Is it like a, hey, babe, I invited you to the bar to come sign up for these tickets? Yeah. What's your name? I'm John. John? Sean or John? John. John. All right. And this is your girlfriend. How did you feel the pressure when he made you come up to the front to get these Bears tickets? Maybe she's the Bears fan. You told him to go up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn right. See? Well, I yeah. saw another couple up here. I was oh, just like, okay. and, and I know if it was me, John, I would be like, babe, come up to the front <laughs> so we could increase our chances of winning these tickets. You got to get four. What's That's why I see what it is. What's your All name? Right. Bear fan? What? Cheyenne. Cheyenne. All right. Cheyenne, the Bears fan. Very nice. <laughs> I like it. Cheyenne, Bears fan. Thank you guys for coming up to the front. I appreciate it. Good, good luck. Yeah. Uh, we'll be pulling that at 9 o'clock. I just know what I would have done, Grody. I would have been like, babe, get up here. I signed up. Get, your, get over here. We need no, no, to increase no, that's, our chances. No, that's hilarious to think about. You are the biggest sports fan I think I know <laughs> right now. Like, legit. Right. So I would love to talk to your wife about what you have put her through in terms of your sportsness you know, and the things that she's had to allow for because it's your job. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's <laughs> the good thing, right? Like, like, when I was doing you know, mornings, it was like, damn, you're not here to take care of the kids in the morning. You gotta get them ready, I gotta do all that stuff. And then when I started doing nights on the score, it was like, damn, you're not here to put the kids down. You're not here to yeah. do those kind of things. Uh -huh. But then on Sundays, it was like, oh, you gotta go do the Bears, you know, the Bears post game on Fox, and so I gotta watch the kids then. Yeah. So there was a lot of kid watching, so not necessarily your favorite. But one moment came up the other day where the Bulls were playing a little bit earlier than normal, and she noticed that my two-year-old was screaming at the TV, and she's like, go Bulls. That was beautiful. Oh, and my wife's looking at my uh -oh. two-year-old and going, how many Bulls games are you watching <laughs> when you're putting her down at night? Are you guys actually going to sleep? Are you... So I let my daughter secretly watch the first quarter of oh, every that's game. That's hilarious. So, it's like it's like you hear the little Jaws shark sound. There's another one coming in the Ramirez family. So, All right. Speaking of your fandom, yes. since you are a, a Bear Super fan, I know we got some Bear Super fans out here as well. Today, out at Hallis Hall, at the very end of the day, as I was poised to come out here to Woodstock. They, they called the reporters out in the hallway because the, the Bears quarterbacks coach and some of the other assistants would okay. be speaking. Andrew Janoko is the Bears quarterbacks coach. And typically, and I, I haven't figured it all out yet this year, but typically the quarterbacks coach is the guy that is closest to the quarterback personally. And I don't know if that, if that is the case here, if that's more Getze or if Eberflus has a big-time relationship with Justin Fields. But... Um, so I just wanted to give his credibility when you hear the following soundbite from, from Andrew Janoko about Justin Fields and specifically him kind of taking ownership of this Chicago Bears team. He wants this to be his franchise. He wants this to be his city. Um, you know, he just the way he works. I mean, you spend five minutes with the kid and you know that, I mean, he's a, he's a dude. Like, he's a, he's a dog. He's an alpha. So, um... So really, me just, you know, you spend, you know, spend a little bit of time with him, you know, hey, this guy, he wants to be it. Go Bears! He's a yeah. dog. He's an alpha. He wants it. I do, I do, do anything for you? Not the alpha part. I, I, oh. I, I feel like that part is really? overstated too often in, in, yeah, in sports. It's like ball. Everybody's an alpha. Yeah, right. So, dude, these guys, <laughs> everybody kicked my be. ass here. Yeah. Every single one of these guys. To line up and play football <laughs> at that level, you kind of have, have to be an alpha. But I do love the notion that the quarterback of the Chicago Bears currently has the will and the desire 
to be the man in this kind of a city. And you think about Chicago, right? You know, it's a tough city to play in. You know, I think what a lot of people discount from the East Coast and the West Coast and big markets like New York and L.A., one, they have multiple teams in both of those cities. And outside of that, you know, each of those cities has superstars in, in entertainment, right? And, you know, you have your New Yorks, you have your L.A.s, all the pop culture that's out there. In Chicago, the pop culture world don't exist the way it does on nope. the coast. Uh -uh. In Chicago, you have your sports teams and you have your media personalities. I right. mean, that's really who it is that, that's running the show right there. So to see Justin Fields come in, operate under a microscope and say, yeah, I don't care about everything I've seen. I'm still going to be the man. This is still going to be my team. Yeah. I'm going to go down as it like. That's pretty some. That's some legendary stuff right there. Yeah, no, I, I I liked hearing it from him, and not he, from him. Oh, hearing from, it from no, no, no. I'm saying you said you like hearing it. I'm saying, and not even hearing it from him. You get to hear it from his quarterbacks coach, which is even better that it didn't come out of his mouth. Like just you know, yeah. some players speak. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, Fields even talked about. I can't remember the quarterback that he was. He was comparing himself to or talking about. Like they had something that they both were big market quarterbacks and i think every quarterback in the national football league no matter what market is like the, you you are the the microscope is is heavy duty yeah. like they, it is hype just the way it is in chicago it is in carolina or fill in the blank sure. nfl city um but he, even justin fields was at one point in time was like yeah i mean this is this is it is different in the big market and columbus is kind of a big market in its own right like you mentioned with carolina I mean, is they, they're under a microscope as well out there yeah and i think it i think it did take him some time i think he's still adjusting to it i think i mean you could listen to his meet sessions he is still adjusting to what he feels comfortable saying and what he doesn't feel comfortable saying and he sees a sea of reporters and then and then you know there, there is no larger media contingency in the country at, than with the bears because the other team others like new york is split We're split right and i've had players tell me that have, that have played in both markets are like i've never seen this many reporters in a locker room really? ever so i mean like yeah I mean, like that, okay. that's, what a, that's what a New York guy Yeah, And I think when you're looking at Justin Fields, I mean, this is his first year in that leadership role, right? Whereas his first year on the team, he didn't come out the gate being the starting quarterback and he didn't necessarily know how many you know, snaps he was going to be playing. This year from the gate, you're going to be the starting quarterback. You're the man. This is your team. And they, they, they bestowed that on him. And I think he's handled it extremely well, and I can't wait to see – what he'll do in the future in the upcoming years for the Chicago Bears. All right, it's Gabe and Grody right here at Offside Sports Bar and Grill for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. we got a good crowd hanging out today. I will continue the Bears conversation and get you the update on the Bills-Bengals game and what the NFL has decided. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe and Groats, the Miller Lite Top Draft Show right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We've been getting uh, incremental updates, um, and Brandon... Uh, and Nate, Brandon Bean, uh, and Nate Bresky, Nate being our head trainer, uh, as well as to Bonnie. Uh, Richard stayed behind uh, in Cincinnati at the hospital. They've been there the whole time. And um, so my hat goes off to them as well. And, and, uh, uh, but they've been giving us updates, or the uh, Mars doctors have been giving uh, our doctors updates, uh, Dr. Bissan here in town. And then the updates have flowed basically through either Brandon uh, and Nate or Dr. Bissan or directly from DeMar's doctors. And uh, the news has been very encouraging as, as we all are up to date at this point. And uh, just extremely grateful. 
Interesting stuff right there. Interesting indeed. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here at the Miller Lights Top Draft Show at Offside Sports Bar and Grill in Woodstock. Don't forget, giving away a couple of Bears tickets to Sunday's game versus the Vikings. Also, an opportunity for you to get on the field next season. Now, that's pretty cool. So that'll be hanging out. And then uh, uh, I think I'm going to start drinking Miller Lights in the 9 o'clock hour. Okay. No, that was plural, singular. I'm gonna drink ah Miller Light. Oh ah Miller Light. Two Miller Lights. Okay, two. Wow, that 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 expanded quickly. I'm waiting for the third segment. Maybe I'll have two. I mean, from one to two in thirty seconds. Let's be honest. You drink a Miller Light. It's ice cold. Oh yeah. Goes down smooth. And before you know it, you're on your second one anyway. I I can relate. So. I know. Oh, I do know. So, so I've been there. You, oh, yeah. Well, you have to drink for both of us. Yeah, too. that's so. That's so maybe four. Yeah, two, two each. So you could rationalize that. Um, interesting stuff coming out. We love getting the updates on Demar Hamlin on the team on the squad. Just how everyone's been handling it, and then some some news coming out. Obviously, the game uh, Bills Bengals will not be resumed. Has been canceled. The NFL announced today. Um, thoughts about that, and thoughts about the implications in the AFC side of the playoffs yeah i mean it's like it it's i'm gonna put it very simply it it sucks but there's this part where everybody has to kind of understand like because of the somewhat unprecedented nature of everything that has gone on like that it this is one of those times where they are in a tough spot and it's hard to come down hard on any decision they're, that they're making right. in this process because they're doing this in real time. And I understand that they should have people that are qualified to manage situations similar to this. But I just can't get too passionate about any part of this in either way, like angry or, or elated just because of the nature of, of what happened and what's going on and what we're really celebrating here. That's like that, that is a guy who it, it, there are positive signs that he is going to recover. Yeah, it's looking good uh, from Roger Goodell. He's quoted as saying, this has been a very difficult week. We continue to focus on the recovery of DeMar Hamlin and are encouraged by the improvements in his condition as well as the tremendous outpouring of support and care for DeMar and his family from across the country. We're also incredibly appreciative of the amazing work of medical professionals and staff that uh, have come to his aid, each and every one of them, we appreciate them. Now, the interesting part, obviously, is, you know, if you're looking at the standings in the AFC, you got Casey on top, Buffalo's right below them. So then you worry, not worry, but you think about, you know, the first round bye that only is awarded to the top team in the AFC and NFC, respectively. And then what happens in the event that the two teams play each other and, and the NFL's come out with something on that as well. So what, they've propo- or what they have out there is that the AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an equal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game had all AFC clubs played a full 17 regular game season. They got to do the legal stuff, right? Oh, man. It's like when you read the directions on a game. And you're yeah. Like, it's just like, I don't uh, understand. You had me there. But a what? game yeah. in school, any of the paragraphs that they made you read, right. you had to go back and read if it again. If the character gets a yes, you can By move the t- forward two chips. <laughs> now, the if the guy that. jumps you, then you can grab this it's card. it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, because the re- reality is, I mean, when you're really trying to predict who's going to end up in the AFC title game, two teams stand up. It's the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the assumption is that they are both going to be there, and with their records being so similar, do you think that the NFL – I know it's tough, right, because there's going to be people on either side of it, but do you think the NFL got this right? Um, 
Stop. Yeah, I, I did it. Because get the alternative, it right. the alternative is pushing a season back, and they addressed that as well. Yeah, one week. But that affects then fourteen pushing teams. Pushing the season back one week, right? Yeah, I, I, the season. Know, like I said, I, I, I'm kind of dispassionate about it. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Like I, I am. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm okay with it. But I, I like just because of the nature of what happened, I'm kind of rolling with it. Yeah. What about you? Are you are, do you like it or no? I think initially, I was like, oh, well, they're going to resume the game just because of the implications of it. Yeah. I thought that'd be some, but that would be a PR nightmare if they did something like that. Yeah. And so they have to win the press conference, right? So the winning the press conference includes just doing away with that game. And again, we talked about it before, right? Not problems, solutions. Hey, we're not playing that game. What are the solutions on the other side? This is what we come up with. And again, I think if you're the Buffalo Bills, you're like, we don't care. We'll play 10 extra games. We, we're, we have a fire and a passion within us. And, you know, we're going to be Kansas City regardless. It doesn't matter if it's in our home field, if it's in their home field. So I think they don't care. And KC sitting at the one seat. I'm sure they, you know, they're happy to be in that position. Yeah, yeah. But, but if they speak out, then and they it, can't, it right. becomes this sensitive issue. And, and justifiably so. And, and you are right, too that the the nfl does need to win and to win the press conference because there are still i actually don't even know where things stand with it and exactly what happened with the the five minute warm-up that the that joe buck announced right. that they were going to be given and then the nfl you know struck back and said that they never said anything like that you know like as if they were heartless and just you know there, there's a guy who may have just died we'll give you five minutes let's get back out there on the Sounds field ridiculous it does but you know the you know the nfl said that that is not how things worked out but people are very quick to and they've earned this to jump on the NFL and to immediately be skeptical of any of the decisions yeah. that they, any of them, and that's anything just, that the and, NFL and that's just does. life, right, Grody? It's like in life, in any profession, in any situation, someone has to make a decision. Yes. And that's the most difficult part about right. being a leader. And the NFL PA, they were criticizing the NFL a bit. They came out saying, in times when a leader needs to make a decision, when you take a bunch of time to ask everybody else what their opinion would be, it seems more like you're searching for the answer you want hmm. and not what the right hmm. answer actually is. That's interesting. See, I, I was when you first read that or the first few sentences, I thought, oh, good, he's doing his due diligence. He's not just being, you know, some tyrant leader and making the decisions. Yeah. Actually, but if but when you put the little spin on there. Because at the it, end of it, that he's trying to find the right answer, then okay, that's the NFL yeah. we know. Because we know, because yeah. we understand, right? They're trying to do the right thing, and then, yeah. But if you take everybody's opinion into consideration, it's just too many Indians, not enough Chiefs. Yeah, it's just another example of how or powerful Chiefs, and universal the NFL is in terms powerful. of the fan bases. Like anything that the NFL does is going to get a wide reaction, good and bad, and, and a lot of times bad. Yeah, yeah. bad. That, that, yeah. that is, in fact, correct. Right. Well, so we're glad we got the update. DeMar Hamlin, obviously, ho uh, hopefully on his way to getting his back to normal as he possibly can yeah. in these next coming months. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Here at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Offside Sports Bar and Grill in Woodstock. We're hanging out today. And on the other side, we get to continue the Bears conversation. Cam Ellis will join us and talk a little bit about what's going on at Hallis Hall. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe and Groats right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.